It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, everyone? Thanks for joining us for another episode of the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. Guys, I'm an Eric Bledsoe today, okay? (laughs) I'm over this. I'm tired. She don't want to be here. Look, thank you for reminding us that we can laugh even when things are heavy (laughs) and ridiculous. Uh... Yeah, we there's there's work to be done, Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so it's we're just, here and we will do it. It honestly, it's just really freaking unfair that it's on everybody but the people who it should have been on mm-hmm. to take care of the shenanigans that are happening all around our team and this league. And it's like, can you all for once just like maybe do your job mm-hmm. so that we don't all have to have like some crazy reaction to things? To force you to do your job? Could you just do it? Nope. That, the simple answer is no. Like, sheesh. They play by different <laughs> rules. We got a sheesh out of Lindsay. Uh, I'm Lindsay, by the way. That's Gerald. <laughs> That's Espo. If you Hi, know everybody. Already. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a heavy week, and it's still the stuff that we're going to talk it's about today. is not, not that fun. <laughs> it's not great. But we're going to talk about it because that's our job and that's what we're here for. What's so. the meme smiling through the pain? Yes. That's me right now. <laughs> exactly. Smiling through the pain. I don't even know if I can muster the smile, <laughs> but we'll get through it together. I laughed to keep from crying. There you go. Um, Amen. I'm just a walking meme today, y'all. Let's talk about the last 24 hours surrounding the Robert Sarver Phoenix Sun situation. We finally heard from some more players uh two very big name players i would say probably the biggest player in our league currently uh lebron james and chris paul obviously chris paul is a member of the phoenix suns so we will start with what he had to say chris paul tweeted out like many others i reviewed the report i was and am horrified and disappointed by what i read this conduct especially towards women is unacceptable and must never be repeated I am of the view that the sanctions fell short in, tr- in truly addressing what we can all agree was atrocious behavior. My heart goes out to all of the people that were affected. This is a good first step. <clears throat> I think that's that's the long and short of it at this point because Chris Paul is the leader of this team. He was the most likely to say something, and now he said his first thing. Um, it's not the damning indictment that probably we're hoping for from the Suns players to say, like, we don't want this guy as owner. 
but it's it's a start. Hopefully it's something that gets the ball rolling and encourages a lot of his younger teammates to say something as well. Without any additional action, this is the basketball version of thoughts and prayers. Mm-hmm. Nice. Thanks for saying it. But uh, are you going to put your money uh, literally and figuratively where your mouth is? Because the only way anything is, is going to happen beyond this is if Chris Paul and, uh, and others, uh, sponsors, fans, whoever the case may be, uh, put a foot down. Uh, you know, do something. Uh, comments will be quickly forgotten, but mm-hmm. action is not. And that's mm-hmm. uh, that's where we sit right now. I'm glad Chris Paul said something. Silence is is, is much worse, but there's still uh, there's still steps to be taken if if anybody wants actual action. Right. I I'm glad that we heard from Chris Paul and thankful that he um took the time to read through the report and understand the severity of the situation. So no shade to him at all. No, mm-hmm. no. But I would like a little more. Right. Can and, you go a little harder, please? Right. And and it's not nothing that he, you know, said that the league didn't do enough in addressing what he called atrocious behavior. And that's mm-hmm. the guy that signs his paycheck. But you're right. Like it can't just stop there and and be like, wow, I'm disappointed that the league did this, but now it's time to play basketball. That's not going to be enough. And if that's what it is, I think we'll all be kind of disappointed. Well, and from a basketball perspective, you bring up a guy that pays his check. He may not be paid by the time that Robert's back. That's another factor in this is he's not fully guaranteed next year. So Mm -hmm. I, I'm not. I'm not throwing shade at Chris Paul. I'm very. Uh, I, I'm thankful that he stood up and he took a leadership role. Mm-hmm. And you could tell. And I tweeted as much yesterday. But uh, LeBron, who we'll talk about, Chris Paul, and the NBA Players Association coordinated those comments because they came out right in a row. Right. Right. Because like we did hear we got a statement from the Players Association as well, um, mm-hmm. and of course LeBron, which we'll get into, but. I think that that's a start, right? I mean, yes. maybe then you start seeing because we saw yesterday we were talking about Trey Young posting something and then deleting it real quick. Mm-hmm. Maybe now that they're starting to have conversations amongst themselves and hopefully it goes beyond just the three of the people that we heard from yesterday into more players, maybe hopefully more players on our actual team and they actually band together and come up with a a plan of action to force the hand of the NBA. It it does feel like a lot of people are kind of holding and collecting themselves and figuring out what they want to say. I mentioned on yesterday's show, I've reached out to about 15 different partners of the Suns. I've heard back from one of them and that's it so far. So I I understand, especially if you are in a partnership with the Suns, if you're a player in this league, why you would take your time Mm -hmm. before you give your thoughts because it's something we all needed to do on the first show on Tuesday, because this is very sensitive subject matter. You need to make sure that your thoughts are collected, that your emotions are in check, and that you are saying exactly what you feel. And in some of their cases, without getting yourself in trouble. But at the same time, now that we've heard from Chris Paul, now that we've heard from LeBron, we need to see kind of a snowball effect. And I hope that's what happens from here. I get, look, for me, uh, the big question is, what do you want 
accomplished in this, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what are you, what are you hoping for? And uh, for me, it's some actual action and, and additional repercussions and not just, and I said this the other day, not just for Robert Sarver. Right. There are many people <clears throat> higher up, even though the report said, well, many of the people who did this have since left. Mm -hmm. There are still people within the organization that were in high up positions throughout a majority of this that need to resign. And I would ask the question, or I would encourage others to ask the question, the people who left, where are they now? Uh -huh. I, I think that's a fair question that other people should be asking. Are they still in the league? Have they left the league? If they're still in the league, does that make them just because they're no longer at the organization where they committed these things or they did these uh, atrocious, had this atrocious behavior? Or are they still working for your league? I mean, if, if you were a president or a senior vice president level. In, no, uh, any level. Well, but in particular, in those levels and positions that could have actively done something That's fair, to yeah. help, fair. that actively oversaw HR who had those departments, who were the direct r bosses of those of other people making egregious actions. They can't stay and remain because a year from now, you're still going to have the same problems and you're putting the guy back that set the tone at the top. And that means you're not having uh, real change that will make it a better workplace for everybody involved. Mm -hmm. That's where people are ignoring this. I understand that the the salacious details are, are Robert Sarver, but there's a, a good portion of that 43-page report that addresses non-Robert Sarver things, things that should not be happening within an organization that need to be addressed. People must resign and it starts at the top. You know, people must resign and say, we were part of this problem and 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 we are leaving now. It does not change unless that happens. But that's that's my concern, though, is where is that going to come from? Like who is because we know that Sarver is still in charge. He's going to be back in a year as of right now. And the NBA basically in their findings and in that press conference, they hammered home the fact that we believe that their practices, their HR, everything has improved. So it's going to take Sarver being outed for a lot of these people to get outed. Like they're not going to out themselves. They're not going to fire themselves. They're not going to resign because they believe this behavior is something they can get away with because the NBA just let it happen. I'm going to call for it right now. The NBA should be investigating all practices, mm -hmm. not just Robert Sarver, and be recommending things that need to happen to fix it mm. because you do, it's not just one man when it when it permeates an organization mm -hmm. it's top down there's many people that that have to be held accountable for actions mm. and that's where the nba even even though the nba said well owners uh, you know live to a different standard adam silver did acknowledge that employees can be fired for those kind of things and mm -hmm. if the league truly is going to uh, still try to act like they care that they're important uh, you know in the, in that way that they're progressive mm -hmm. look into the whole thing make make uh, you know uh, make recommendations on what needs to happen ha i'll get into that later the, the <laughs> other thought but th that needs to happen right now
I, I agree with you completely. I just, it felt like yesterday was kind of the NBA's washing their hands of the situation. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what, this is the punishment we're doling out. This is what we found. And now we're ready to move on. And it's like the rest of us are sitting here wondering how the team, the employees, everyone involved picks up the pieces, how we move forward from this. But the NBA doesn't care. Like, I don't think that they are going to do anything further on this front unless, like we talked about yesterday, their hand is forced by the money being attacked. Yeah, which is where guys like LeBron James can kind of come in if additional Suns players don't want to for whatever reason, mm -hmm. um, which we talked about yesterday. It's not a requirement for them. Like, they, they're, no. they have their own things to worry about, whatever. But guys like LeBron James can help force the issue further. So he tweeted yesterday, uh, shortly before Chris Paul tweeted, and he said, read through the Starver stories a few times now. I got to be honest. Our league definitely got this wrong. I don't need to explain why. Y'all read the stories and decide for yourself. I said it before and I'm going to say it again. There is no place in this league for that kind of behavior. I love this league and I deeply respect our leadership. But this isn't right. There's no place for misogyny, sexism, and racism in any workplace. Don't matter if you own the team or play for the team. We hold our league up as an example of our values, and this ain't it. I do um, appreciate this tweet a lot because I feel like it was very straightforward and very to the point. Mm -hmm. um, the hope would be that maybe LeBron refuses to play in Phoenix this season. The hope would be that he makes that known before he actually gets here with an additional tweet closer to maybe the start of the season if nothing has changed. Like, I'm boycotting Phoenix. I, I refuse to play here. And maybe other players will follow suit. You get bigger guys across the league like Steph and Giannis and players of that stature saying, we're not playing in Phoenix mm -hmm. until – actual change happens until harsher punishments are passed out because this is something that deserves that well and lebron i i i, I mean i reported this before <clears throat> the agency talked about in in the report is clutch it was right. rich paul that sarver wanted uh, fired by Earl Watson because he represented Earl Watson and Eric Bledsoe. So this is is very personal for LeBron as well. He has additional inside insight that, uh, like Adam Silver was claiming he had, that made things better. LeBron has that and part of that report as well and understands it. He's close with Eric Bledsoe as well. So so he understands the situation. It's not just reading it. He's heard. Uh, a portion of that. He's got so. more information than some of us do yes. who were actually there, probably. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, he, it's going to take someone like him, uh, ex sons, saying they won't play in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. uh, guys coming out and saying, I'd never go to Phoenix as a free agent or don't trade me to Phoenix. Like, if, if anything's going to significantly change, it, it comes down to money. The league's hand has to be forced. Otherwise, nothing else will happen. Absolutely. And that's why this first step is important. But like we've acknowledged, it's just a first step. Like we need a lot more players to start talking about this publicly, voicing their disgust with what the league has done to this point um, and hitting the NBA where it hurts. And I, I'm kind of I'm anxious about media day because... 
that is the prime opportunity. There's going to be everybody here in the Valley that covers the team. There's probably going to be national people that are going to show up for this. This is going to look like playoff coverage. I feel like more people are going to come in specifically Mm -hmm. because of this. There'll be non-basketball people too. Yeah. Right. So it's going to be their prime opportunity to either make a statement together or kind of choose how individually they want to attack it. And if that's the way that they go about it, then nothing is going, I don't think anything's going to change. I really don't. And that would be sad. And we've talked about this yesterday. It's unfair that the players have to be responsible for another man's actions, that they're the ones that have to answer these questions on media day when we should be talking about basketball, that they're the ones that have to basically enact change if that's what they choose to decide and take a stand and sacrifice, take the brunt of the risk on themselves to do anything it's unfortunate, but that's kind of the nature of this situation, unfortunately. The other really difficult part of this, too, is that you're asking, and now I'm. this is not a pass by any means, but when you really think about players in this league, like, yes, LeBron James and Chris Paul, they're much older. They've, they've been through mm-hmm. things, right? They mm-hmm. have much more, many more life experiences. Now we're looking at guys who are in their early 20s mm-hmm. to be and then we do this with the W as well. Like we look at athletes who are young 20s to be voices of reason, to be change makers in not only their leagues, but in the world to be leaders as far as social justice and social reform. And it's just like, Adam Silver, how old are you? Right. <laughs> Robert Sarver, how old are you? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't the two of you and other people in your age range be the ones who have the life experiences, who understand um, these type of things more? Shouldn't you be leaders of change? Why is it always on a younger generation or a youth or youth in general? Like, I'm, I'm kind of getting off on a tangent here. No, so but I understand. Feel free to not engage because we could go down a rabbit hole. But but it's true. We're asking, like, 24-year-old men to be the voice of reason in a situation that is very obvious. Where's the WNBA in this? Where's WNBA leadership? I get it. They're I would finals. love to hear from Diana Taurasi as well. Boy, Skylar Diggins-Smith. I'd love to hear from them. I'd love to hear from the WNBA commissioner. Yeah. Like, this impacts their league, and a large portion of this was poor treatment of, of women, of females. Their league is about empowerment. How do they feel? How? Uh, what does this look like on that side? Like, uh, Adam Silver doesn't understand what any of any of that in that report was directed towards. It, he's a rich white man. Like, he doesn't. Uh, uh, he does not understand what's going on there. Like, uh, and but. The WNBA seems like they would have a a different perspective on this, and Robert Sarver's an owner in their league as well. I'd love to hear their perspective. I would be. Uh, Tracy, your wife, in the comments said, sometimes it's the next generation that does make the change. Older doesn't mean wiser. You are absolutely correct. Mm -hmm. It's just annoying Mm -hmm. sometimes that it's like... I don't know. Maybe I'm just frustrated because I feel like across the board, we put so much on young people to be the ones who have to force everyone's hand when it's just like, yeah, we're talking about common decency here. Mm-hmm. Like basic level human kindness is what we are debating right now. Mm-hmm. And you're going to tell me that it's so hard for an older generation to understand that just because it was a quote unquote different time. Like, 
miss me with that. You yeah. know what I mean? If that was the truth, everybody of said generation would act that way. The, it, yes, you're absolutely correct. And there are people in older generations who do get it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'm upset. So let's take an ad break so I can breathe. <laughs> So, so you can breathe I'll, by I'll reading I'll compose ads. myself during this ad break when I tell you guys about the easiest and most fun way to spice up your football season. It's Underdog Fantasy and their pick'em game. Uh, just look for your favorite or your least favorite player's stats. Pick between two and five players for your pick'em entry and whether you think they'll end up with a higher or lower total than that stat in this week's game get all your picks right and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night um we had a chat with the folks over at um underdog fantasy a little bit earlier this week and they were explaining some really cool things about this app whether it's the pick'em side or the drafting side you could do season-long stuff you can do individual game day stuff it's it's actually a pretty cool app i feel like if you guys have not checked it out you should definitely look into it because there's a lot of fun things that can make uh, watching sports even more enjoyable by using this. You can search in the app store or click the link in the show notes and make sure you're signing up with promo code PHNX because when you use that promo code, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Make sure you tell your friends about it too so y'all can play together. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code PHNX and get in on the action today. Also... Speaking of more sports, mm -hmm. this Sunday, the 18th, mm -hmm. at 12.30 p.m., the Cardinals watch party is going down at Four Peaks Brewery in Tempe. Come enjoy drink specials, Cardinals ticket giveaways. Yes, I said Cardinals ticket giveaways. <laughs> you get to watch the game on a 220-inch screen. Um, it's going to be a blast. Also, as we mention every time we mention Four Peaks, the food, it's delightful. Mm -hmm. To enjoy the Chicken beer, tendies. you do have to be 21 years or older, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly, but everybody is welcome to come on down to the brewery and hang out. Okay, let's get back to what we were talking about. Let me ask, before we yeah. shift, do you think the WNBA could remove somebody as an owner, even though the NBA didn't? That would be, <laughs> just thinking out loud, That's I doubt it would ever thought. happen. But could they? I doubt. I would assume their constitution and bylaws are kind of similar, but I, I honestly have no idea how that would work. Well, just because they're similar, though, wouldn't they're two different commissioners? Yes, but so wouldn't it's, you be able to pass down your own? But if the constitution and bylaws are similar, it would still take probably seventy-five percent of their board of governors to vote. And I'm just I feel like that might be an easier no one to get on board. In theory, I wonder if they could hand down a, their own suspension and fine. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, that would be great for the Mercury because God knows they've been through enough this year with the whole Brittany Griner situation, and it's well, unfair and it's, to have this dumped on them now as well. Uh, it's the same management but, team too, so yeah. I mean, I, just thinking out loud. By the way, uh, I, I refuse to say the the son suspended owner's name anymore. Okay. He's Lord Farquaad. For me, <laughs> okay. Uh, moving forward, just so you're aware. So. All right, Bobby boy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just I refuse to do it. Fair enough. Um, this one was interesting. This mm -hmm. tweet. So we got kind of a statement from Mike Bass at the NBA that uh, sorry, Shams tweeted out, where he said, "quote Commissioner Silver's answer to a question about the rights of business owners." did not mean to suggest that NBA players, team employees, and team owners 
are not held to the same standard of appropriate conduct. They absolutely are. Now, okay. <laughs> I call BS again. Oh yeah. He literally said if, the exact opposite. He did, and if the if this were true, he would be fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like any other person in the league would have also been fired. Mm-hmm. It's a PR person doing a PR job. Uh, that may have been said, but this is what was really meant. We're sorry. Like, no, he it, said the quiet thing out loud, mm-hmm. and it's the reality of things. It's and I think CYA. we all accept that's the reality of things. We're just usually that that second comment is usually the first comment we're fed, and you never hear the first comment that came from yeah. Adam Silver. I actually don't mind that he said that out loud because it's at least it's truthful. We didn't lie to our face. There are double standards. It, it's consistent with what the NBA has been peddling this whole time as far as we find this behavior appalling and bad, but we're not going to label it racist. We're not going to label it sexist. And we're definitely not going to make him own up to the consequences of that behavior. It's saying he's held to a standard, but as far as enforcing that standard, it's different for owners. They're trying to make that distinction like that fucking matters. And it's it's just disgraceful, honestly. Like he literally came out and said the exact opposite of that. And because people were in an uproar over it, and rightfully so, they had they felt the need to release release this bullshit statement. Like it, it's just trash. <laughs> All around is trash. Yep. Um, we do have a comment. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this, so I'm gonna say C B K R A. Okay. Said everyone acting like Adam Silver is the god of basketball and not just a mouthpiece for the owner. So much hate towards him for no reason. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like if I sounded like I hated Adam Silver for this, I don't know that I would say it's that drastic of an emotion towards Adam Silver. I'm disappointed in him because I do know that while he is not the end all be all as far as the decision making processes go within the league, he does have a pretty large amount mm. of say in what happens. Um, and I also am very disappointed in the way that he spoke at his press conference yesterday because we talked about it. He was fumbling over his words, seemed like he wasn't prepared for the questions that he knew or should have known were coming his way. And even something like this, like saying the quiet parts out loud, like honestly, I'm almost glad that he did because mm-hmm. at least now we know for you can't deny it anymore. Yeah. I wouldn't say I hate him, but I'm disappointed, um, I think, is, the, is more the situation. I'm in the same boat. I mean, I had more faith in Adam Silver uh, going into yesterday than I did after hearing him speak. Uh, it, it is a disappointment. He's a man I met in my time in the league, heard, dis- heard speak uh, on various occasions while in the league, and he always seemed like he got it, like he believed in in certain things. And I get it. He is, due to the, the reality of his job, a mouthpiece of the owners and just stepping up there. But I felt there was a way he could do that yesterday and distance himself from it as well, a way he could do it where it did not feel insulting at times to those who who came forward and spoke and to the findings in the report. Uh, it, it almost felt like he he was acting as if 
everybody would just buy what was said, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't like that. That that bothered me uh, and, and led me to be disappointed. Yeah, because there were times too where it felt like he was making excuses for the action. It was it was and you cannot do that. It was one contradiction after another. It's calling his actions indefensible and then spending the better part of thirty minutes defending them. And I I get that. Like Silver is the mouthpiece. He works for the owners and whatnot. Okay. But it was still within his jurisdiction to hand down a lengthier suspension than one year. Which he said that he could do. Right. It was still within his power to be prepared and have responses for these tough questions that he knew he was going to be asked. If he's the mouthpiece of the league, okay, that's fine. But the mouthpiece looked really stupid yesterday and it made the league look bad. And it made, and you're right, the brunt of the anger should not be at Sarver or at Silver. It belongs with Sarver. It belongs with everyone that was culpable in this. And it belongs with the owners that don't have the courage to oust him because they know that their dirty laundry is going to get aired. It's a bunch of rich dudes protecting each other. And that's where the majority of the anger should be placed. But no, Silver's not exempt from that just because he works for the owners. Like, that was his chance to make a statement, make a stand, and hand down a punishment that was well, well within his power. He could have gone for longer than a year. He did. He fined he him the max. Right, he did. He admitted as much, and he said he settled on one year looking at the totality of it. And I'm sorry, but if you're one of the people that came forward, you're not going to want to hear this guy pontificate about the fucking totality of his 18 years when you have 43 pages worth of stories that are damning and disgusting. It's I I, I get that we should be placing our anger elsewhere, but I'm also not here to cape for Adam Silver and or feel sorry for him for what no. people are saying. No, I, I agree. Um, we had a super chat from Psycho Blue, but it, I don't know where it went. So Psycho Blue, thank <laughs> you. Oh, wait, here we go. Thank you for your super chat. They said the Suns may be responsible for the end of the basketball world, even without a chip. Basketball gods have mercy. We now know it can get much, much worse than the Dallas series or the 2010s. <laughs> Sorry for reading that like I'm five. It's really small. <laughs> but thank you for your super chat, Cycle Blue. We appreciate it. Um, we're going to take one more break, and then we're going to get into what kind of what, – what things look like now for the Suns with this interim governor. But before we do that, I do want to tell you guys about Game Time. It is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals to tickets to uh, – best deals on tickets – to sports, concerts, shows, and more. And the best part about it, you guys, is you can save up to 60% on these tickets when you buy them last minute. So if you're a procrastinator like me, or if you're just a really spontaneous type of person, this is the best place to get your tickets. Game time will get you the hookup. They also have a guarantee, right? If you buy their if you buy tickets from Game Time and you find them at a lower price, They'll give 110% you 110% back. 110% mm -hmm. back. So honestly, I mean, like, that, do I need to tell you more? That, you already get 60% off. You got insurance basically on it. Last minute deals. You still got tickets available. Like, sounds like a great thing I, to me. I imagine that you can get plenty of tickets to the ASU game this weekend or any of the various concerts coming up mm -hmm. over the next uh, 
week or two. So go check it out. Yeah. If you love PHNX, you're going to love game time. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. It's in the description of all of our shows. So no matter when you buy your tickets, you can always find that link there. Or better yet, buy us tickets to stuff using the link. That's even better. To <laughs> there you us. go. Love that so. for us. Um, we also want to give you guys some free stuff. So our friends over at OG's hooked us up to put together a flavoring life sweepstakes for you guys. And one lucky winner will receive three, yes, three bags of OG's, including orange creamsicle and tropical flavors. And OG's had a PHNX shirt of your choice and a PHNX annual membership. To sign up for the flavoring life sweepstakes, head on over to gophnx.com or once again, click the link in our show notes. It's super simple. You can enter multiple times throughout the month. Um, and hopefully, fingers crossed, you will win it. Also, if you don't want to wait till the end of the month to find out if you are a winner, you can be a winner by checking out OGs online at ogsbrands.com. You can find them on Instagram at ogsbrands, and you can find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Okay, let's get into this part because this is what I feel like a lot of people are very curious about. Mm -hmm. Baxter Holmes sent out a tweet uh, informing us that Phoenix Suns vice chairman and minority owner Sam Garvin has been appointed the interim governor of the team during majority owner Robert Sarver's one-year suspension, sources tell ESPN. So what does this mean for the Suns? It's a good question. <laughs> it's not, not. If you were looking for someone who would indicate a potential takeover or that things were going to change drastically. I'm not sure that Sam Garvin is going to be your guy, unfortunately, to break the bad news to you. Um, this is a guy who was one of the people that signed um, the statement from Robert Sarver and the Suns last year when they were vehemently rejecting what was in that ESPN article yeah, this was minority owners that signed it. He was one of right. He he's, was one of about ten that uh, that signed it. He's been with the team since I think two thousand four, and mm. you he look was, at his background. Served on the Ronald Reagan administration. There's a lot of things in there that it's kind of like, all right, this is not encouraging. Even before he was with the Sarver bid, supposedly he was with a bid by Ken Kendrick, mm. current Dimebacks owner, I believe, to to buy the Suns as well, and then he moved to Robert Sarver's bid. He also owns part of a Spanish soccer team with Robert Sarver. So this is a guy that if you're looking for some separation between Robert and uh, and running this, you're not getting it here. No. This is a guy that you know will have a reason to still be in contact with, uh, with Robert Sarver just because of other business dealings as well. So how much of the lines are blurred. Uh, and we actually have a quote from a 2014 piece that the Arizona Republic did uh, from Mr. Garvin, who said, uh, Garvin, the Suns vice chairman, said Sarver felt a need to be involved in every decision early on, but had a trust in the regime that continues today. He said Sarver's biggest adjustment was going from a large bank corporation to a more personal business with employees, partners, and fans. Quote, there's a lot more employee contact. He's becoming really good at dealing with employees and people. That was a gap because Jerry was very good at that. Jerry would look at you and you'd think you were the only person in the world, obviously that referring to Jerry Colangelo, but this is 2014 and he's saying, Hey, Robert, Robert's gotten better at dealing with people. And 
then you can see the subsequent events listed in uh, the 43-page report that suggest he wasn't any better with people after 2014 as well. So it's more of the same. Right. I mean, I'm not, and that's not saying Sam Garvin has the same behavior mm -hmm. as Robert wow. Sarver. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I can't speak to that, but. <laughs> we don't know for sure. So you, we, we cannot tell you one way or the other, but. There's this thing called Glassdoor, which I'm sure you guys have all heard about, where uh, former employees of companies can go and review said companies and share their insight to working there. And obviously, honestly, like Glassdoor is is great as far as getting information for what we're talking about today. But just in general, you want to know what you're getting into when you take a job. But um, here's some things that were said about Sam Garvin at his uh, former company that he owned, mm -hmm. he was called, quote, a passive, aggressive, irrational, highly unethical individual. Some of the pros from this poster said, really, there are none. Just when you think there is, the rug gets pulled out from underneath you. Some of the cons from this poster, your ethics and morals will be put into question. You'll begin to think you are one You'll begin to think you are the one losing your mind, but in reality, the rules change daily and everything you may have been successful at in previous employment, you will question your own expertise. Mr. Garvin holds rebate checks and mails them out with very little time for people to redeem their rebate. And then advice to management, they said, I have none. They won't listen or change anyway. So that doesn't sound <laughs> no. like the type of person I would want leading a team that I care so much about. No, and I believe we have another one as well, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Y'all want to read that one? I'll read it. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, that's so little. Uh, well, headline, terrible company to work for. Great start. Uh, uh, this was a 2019 a review from a promotions manager at the company. and uh, I can read it for you. Okay, thank right you, because I can't. <laughs> I'd have to lean in quite far. Said cons. This was one of the worst companies I have ever worked for. It is run by a controlling and micromanaging owner, Sam Garvin, who only cares about doing it his way and refuses to listen to any alternatives. His style of managing does not empower his employees in the least. He is rude, demeaning, and harassing in his email communications. He enjoys pitting employees against each other for his own amusement. Uh, despite the variable factors of productivity that go into an industry like this, he claims to know all the answers and refuses to listen to people. And then they continue on with more things. Um, basically, just that everyone who worked there was in a constant state of fear. They were downtrodden attitude by all employees, which is a result of Sam's involvement in the company. So, And look, these are, we don't know the, the specific people. We don't know the circumstances, but those are people that are sharing their experiences uh, with with him in his particular workplace. And it's, uh, look, I don't know that I expected anything different because once we found out that Robert, uh, you know, Lord Farquhar, uh, <laughs> Farquaad was going to have the ability to uh, deem who would rule over his kingdom in his absence, uh, I'm not shocked that it's it's the guy that, uh, was very closely tied to him that that owns another team with him. It wasn't as if he was going to put uh, John Najafi, who came out against him uh, during this investigation, in charge. So, uh, so it doesn't surprise me. 
right? Mm-hmm. That's as soon as they gave him the power to help select who is going to be taking over as interim governor, you obviously knew it wasn't going to be John Najafi, but you just kind of were like, all right, which lackey, which crony is going to be taking over now? Because it's not, if he's having a say in this, you know, it's not going to be someone who is diametrically opposed to him. So yeah, it's, it's a, uh, wouldn't even be somebody who slightly disagrees. No, let's be honest. Right. No, you're going to, I mean, Whoever was going to take over for a year, if, you know, uh, as somebody in the chat put it, Bobby Duchesne was going to be the one <laughs> choosing it, mm-hmm. uh, you you know it's going to be a puppet figure. It's just going to be somebody that, that's holding uh, holding the wheel until until he's back. So I, I don't I don't know, Mr. Garvin. I may have bumped into him uh, without knowing, but I don't personally know him, I, you know, so. I can only speak to what I've seen other people say about him. The only thing you can hope in this situation is that because all eyes will be on this organization at least over the next year and that hopefully more employees will feel like they actually can go to these hotlines and resources and outlets that uh, Adam Silver talked about yesterday that are available to them, that in the event that Sam does anything remotely close to what Robert did, they'll actually share that information and that information will actually be acted upon in a timely manner. But would you? I mean, why, if this was what came of the last time anything was said, does that give you faith as somebody to go forth and and speak up in a different manner, a different time? I don't know that it does. Based on what we've seen and read on the Glassdoor stuff, I don't feel encouraged by it. We do have one more that kind of speaks to that. Uh, It says, overall, the culture here is depressing and toxic. Sounds familiar. Sam Garvin does not know how to manage people and is the reason that culture exists. He focused on the trivial aspects of the job rather than on how to be more productive and grow. I would never work for Sam Garvin again and recommend potential employees look elsewhere for employment. So that's not ideal if we're looking for someone to take over for a year of a environment that's called toxic that's kind of uh if it's a status quo unfortunately yeah it's like if the legion of doom had to let lex luther take a break and they said hey the joker sounds like it's a good idea to to fill in i mean it's like you're in in the organization you're one of the people that were leading it uh Things don't change when you just hand over the scepter to, to somebody that was also a big part of it. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, to go back, like I'm not trying to say that that's on employees by any means necessarily no, either, mm-hmm. because the hotline existed when I was there as well. And I think Adam said yesterday that not many people had used it as far as from the Suns organization, but kind of hard when you've been conditioned in a workplace to feel like anything that is quote unquote anonymous is not anonymous to trust somebody when they say it's anonymous well when you still have the same exact leadership that's sitting there like even if it's coming from the nba like you don't there's there's no faith there no i mean you know you're you're still reporting to the same structure yeah that's the reality of it so um psycho blue a couple more super chats from him or her thank you so much for those appreciate them 
uh, said he's going to drive away Monty and James Jones. Basketball Cthulhu is broken. Would you guys be worried that this maybe drives people away from the Suns? Good talent that they've been able to acquire? It did on the business side. I don't know yeah. if it will on the basketball side. I mean, it depends. It, it depends. It comes down to what speaks more, the, the money or or what you uh, what you believe in. And, and if you believe that an individual uh, can change in a year, I mean – it goes so much beyond that. I can't even, uh, I, I can't say that I've sat here and thought, what will it do to free agency in 23, 24? Like, right. I, I can't say that I, that even crossed my mind over the last three days to be frank. Right. Yeah. I don't think we're that far no. removed from the freshness of all of this and just kind of breaking down as, as it literally unfolds in front of us. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm trying We'll talk about that in two months. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I'm trying to figure out as well from a fan perspective like uh, like our uh, you know our chat here how are you supposed to feel about this as a fan? Mm-hmm. How are you supposed to separate Honestly, thoughts and feelings on this uh, with basketball? I mean, I'm paid to so I understand why I would soldier on with it, but as a fan uh, that that doesn't have a financial tie to it, why would you? Why would you? What what? It, that's the thing here. Will it be forgotten? Will it be glossed over when basketball starts, or will fans as well be disgusted by it to the point where it impacts things? And it shouldn't be on the fans to do that either. But you have to wonder, like, is is there a disgust with that? Or does it just go away and you just go, well, it's just the reality of things and I'm going to take my escapism for three hours? I think it's a tough and complicated question because on, on the one hand, supporting this organization with ticket sales, with merchandise feels gross right now because of everything that's going on. Because you learn that your favorite team has people that work for it that are absolutely miserable, that are traumatized, that have been in horrific work environments while you've been watching this team. But at the same time, a lot of people are fans of this team because of the players, because of the colors of the jersey, because of things that they will, in their mind, and understandably so, but in their mind they will try to separate the two. Like, this is Sarver. I don't root for the Suns because of Sarver. Mm -hmm. I'm going to support the team because of the players who have not done anything wrong in this case. I think that's what it's going to be. But at the same time, for me personally, it is difficult to imagine supporting a team financially in any way when you have these findings that are released. I don't know. I struggle with that too because – it comes down to a moral question to me. Not moral isn't right, but a deeper question to me is who truly owns the Suns? Mm-hmm. And I'm working on something that I think I'll flush my thoughts out more, but I'll talk a little bit here. Like, it means so much to the city. It's more than just the cash cow for a certain rich guy mm-hmm. who has a piece of paper that says he owns it. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's so damn tough for me mm-hmm. because this team is as much Phoenix's and Arizona's as it is Robert Sarver's. And, and that just makes it so damn tough and tough to try to 
come to terms with how do you handle that? How do I justify it? How do I understand it? How do I be okay that the city that I work in, that my tax dollars go to, went to to refurbishing that arena? Mm-hmm. You know, how do I justify that? How do I make sense of all these different elements of it? Mm-hmm. That's where I, I feel for fans too, trying to understand all of this because it's not cut and dry. It's not easy. It and for a lot of people. The joy that an NBA game brings is the only joy they get in a week because they're working a 60-hour week. and Maybe and dealing with something exactly like this in their workplace. Or dealing with some horrible things going on with, with family members that are sick or something. That's, that's what makes this feel so gross to another level to me is it, it taints all that too and how do you justify it? It's a lot to grapple with for sure. And I don't think there is any right answer. There are wrong answers for sure, but I don't think there is a perfect right no. mm-hmm. answer, unfortunately. And that's what sucks about this whole thing is that we should be sitting here talking about how are the Suns going to regroup from what happened in the playoffs? How is this team that has its championship window open right now going to actually get through it? And instead, it's a lot. It's obviously more important because this is bigger than basketball, but this is not the type of stuff that we want to be talking about. This is not the type of stuff that we want to be hearing is, has been going on for years behind the scenes. It's just, it's, it's gross in every way possible. And that's going to be kind of our reality for a while. And unless change is actually meaningful change, top to bottom is enacted and that's going to be a long and unfortunate process. Yeah, it's, um, it's rough. Um, I'm going to turn things around as we kind of close things out here with one additional shout out to Psycho Blue. Uh, hit us with three super chats today. And they said, today I'm making it rain. Thank you so much, Psycho Blue. We appreciate your support. Also, you know who else can make it rain? Who's that? The DraftKings Sportsbook app. Make it rain. And according to our very own Shonda Paws, the DraftKings Sportsbook app will make it rain for you if you take the Bills minus 10 against the Titans on Monday for your DraftKings pick of the week. Yeah, okay. I don't know for sure. I have never <laughs> I have never gambled on football. I will be honest. I have gone as far as basketball and a small amount of boxing, and that is it. Let so me, I can't help you. Let me say this. Sean DePaz is a card-carrying member of the Bills fan base. Mm-hmm. So take that with a grain of salt, if you will. <laughs> Do you have a different one? I I'll still take... stand. I still stand by mine last week. Uh, Triple G over Canelo. I think you should do it. I will bet against the Bills. I'll take whoever they're playing. The I don't, Titans. I'll Titans. take the Titans plus ten. Didn't the Titans, I will fade one Sean DePaz. Didn't the Titans lose like the Giants or some shit team in Week One? Yeah, they got their ass kicked by the Cardinals in Week One last year too, and still wound up being yeah. a good team. So I'm going to fade Sean DePaz. <laughs> I'm going to take the Titans plus ten. All right. Well, if you guys want to get in on the action right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly when you sign up using the promo code PHNX. Plus, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. So if you bet on any NFL team to win, if your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if they go on to drop the ball and lose the game. So it's really simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code PHNX. 
That's, co- that's code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for detail. And if you lose that pick of the week, don't blame me. Blame Sean. Or blame me if you took my and version of it. If you, took, <laughs> if you took mine from last week and it doesn't hit this weekend, also don't blame me. Do you guys want to know Shane's little tasty nugget that he had? Yes. No. No? <laughs> yes, go ahead, Emma. Oh, did you say no? We got a yeah, what's that, and a no. <laughs> so he did a three-bet teaser with, uh, he did this for me, but uh, he took the Chargers spread, Seahawks spread, and Bill spread. Okay, okay. again. That's too much. Shane, That's too much. Shane is a <laughs> Seahawks fan. Don't bet on your team. Wait, is Shane says, a Seahawks fan? Yeah, it says a guy who who made a bunch of money off of betting Jay Crowder to hit the first bucket. Yeah. But I was just betting on the game that they were in. Don't mm. don't trust people that are betting on their team when it comes to the point spread. I don't know what to tell you, but good luck. Good <laughs> luck, everyone. We hope you make a ton of money on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, we're going to say goodbye. But once again, just I know I say this at the end of every show, but truly, at least this this week, especially, we really appreciate you guys being here with us because we know it hasn't been fun. Um, this is not the normal type of content that we like to provide for you and en- enjoy with you. But it's important things to talk about. And it's shitty that we have to talk about them. But unfortunately, that's just kind of the nature of where we are mm-hmm. currently. Um, but it means the world that you guys are here with us and it means the world to Espo and I as former employees of the organization that you guys care enough to show up. So keep doing that. Yeah. And at some point, you know, hopefully we'll be able to get back to basketball. We'll be able to see some kind of resolution that is, uh, a just kind of resolution in all this. And we won't have to talk about Bobby Duchesne anymore. So. Maybe tomorrow we'll draft fruit. Just, just we need, we, I don't maybe know. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we just <laughs> need good. that. Well, we can still we can still talk about Suns basketball <laughs> at the beginning of the show, but maybe at the end of the show we'll just straight up talk about fruit. I don't know. <laughs> I that that's the thing. It's it. This is so heavy, but you know, like, we, and we appreciate you. We know you come here for fun, but we're all having to deal with this in one way or another right now and it's good to talk through things together as connor says this is a support group yes. right now it is mm-hmm. you know this very much is a support group for Suns fans and uh as we've learned dark days don't always stay around eventually no pun intended the sun does come back uh out and hopefully that will be the case here it may take longer than any of us hope but because we have a responsibility to not mm-hmm. let this get swept under the rug. Nope. That is something that is very important to all of us. Mm-hmm. And we know that it's important to you as well. So yep. I don't know what to say. So we're going to say goodbye. Thank you for being here. We'll see you guys tomorrow, 2 p.m. Same place, same time. If you can't hang out with us live, you can always catch us on your favorite podcast platform. Just make sure you rate, review and subscribe. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Gorgay. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Adam Silver, minority owners, sponsors. You have 361 days to figure out your Lord Farquhar problem and do something about it. Ahoy, hoy. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, y'all always rep the family. 
Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Always on the